You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Good evening, friends. I'm super excited to be here with all of you and actually talking about something that I haven't shared too much about online before because I think I've been scared about potential judgment for opening up about it. But I really want to talk about trying to transition from scarcity to abundance mindset, particularly around the most comfortable topic to talk about. Just kidding. Money. So um, how, where do we even start? So I grew up sort of experiencing both financial comfort to more of a degree where I knew my mom was in corporate law for like the first few years of my life and I didn't really worry about the cost of things, right? But that all changed when I was about five years old. My youngest sister was born. My mom left her job and my parents entered startup mode where they were then starting a company together. And, you know, of course, startup life. My parents, by the way, had me when they were 22, which is my age, which is so terrifying. But I think that that time, age five, was when I started to become more conscious of money because it was one of the biggest starters of fights amongst my parents, right? And those fights were, you know, a big source of childhood trauma for me. Um... And then when I was nine, my mom basically gave up everything for sole custody of me and my sisters and to move us across the country and start a new life. And we moved to Portland, Oregon, where we didn't really know anyone. We knew one person from like my sister's Sunday school um, and we weren't super supported by family. Um, We had, you know, we were not really in super close contact with any family members who would have financially supported And so, yeah, I mean, that was when I think my 
anxiety around money and it being a source of drama turned quickly into my constant feeling like money and our state of finances were like a life or death situation. And a lot of that is partially looking back on it, a lot of my PTSD coming up of of going to zero to 100, 100 and catastrophizing a lot of things. But I think also, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself and felt a lot of pressure at age nine to be like, okay, now that my dad's not here and I see my mom like also having a hard time and working so hard to like put a roof over our heads, I put a lot of pressure on myself to also worry about money. Um, and so it then became like one of the biggest fights between my, my mom and I, um, and it still continues to be, um, but fast forward, you know, we, my sisters, we were okay. We always had a roof over our heads. Um, we were, you know, very much free and reduced lunch, um, and we're the scholarships eventually in high school, scholarship kids. And I started my nonprofit when I was 16. And by that point, I had endured several years of my dad then using money as the main tool of manipulation with me, Um, basically dangling money over my head if I did certain favors, if I professed my love a little bit more, if I um, did things that might have made me uncomfortable, if I... um, like was begging and sobbing for him to support my ballet like I think I had a lot of trauma that was related to money from a very early age that just kind of kept going deeper and deeper into like toxicity to be honest um and I I really took time to reflect on this element of scarcity versus abundance mindset like last summer um when I faced or not faced but heard critique of my work in the nonprofit space or even my growing a career as an influencer that for the first time in maybe a long time made me stop and really have to reflect on like what am I doing in my career and where are my intentions coming from and it actually thrust me into you know a lot of self-work both in in rehab for mental health but also in working with accountability coaches where for the first time I heard the term scarcity mindset. And for me, I think I had, I've always trained myself to have a scarcity mindset, even from like my Taiwanese grandmother who doesn't throw anything away and has old milk in the fridge because you just can't waste anything, right? To like growing up in a family where like no food could be left on your plate because there was just anxiety around money and resources and affording things. Um... And I had never really thought of that as a bad thing, right? For me, I trained myself to have scarcity mindset because that's what would make sure that I had a rainy day fund, that if my mom or my family ever needed me, like I was ready. Um, And I don't think I had ever really realized how that then influenced how I worked, right? When opportunities did become available to me where suddenly someone was going to pay me for an Instagram post, like that was really hard to turn down. And when it came to running a nonprofit even, like a lot of it is around making sure that you are being conscious about how you spend money because you're trying to be respectful to the donors who gave you money for direct impact, right? Who, where I, you know, really equated, like if we spend money, I'm taking away from uh, products and services that could go directly to the people that we're serving. So just like a lot of things that I think I reflect upon and 
I never let myself in the nonprofit world ever feel like, okay, we are okay, right? As executive director, you know, this being my first nonprofit, even when we were bringing in six-figure donations and things like that, I was always of the mindset of, okay, I need to keep raising money because that's kind of your job as executive director, right? Is to essentially be the scout for more funding opportunities. And that pressure became more and more when suddenly like people's jobs relied on me making some pitch to bring in more funding. And this show is part of the pro-democracy podcast coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote unquote, yes men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. So I think that last year was a really big time for me to reflect on that. At the same time, January 2020, I really decided to hop over to work on the social enterprise space with what is now August. And when you work from a for-profit space, you have a whole different you're pushed into having a whole different mindset where it's important to be scrappy and not crappy, right? To make sure we don't dilute ourselves as a company and take on too much funding and also make sure that we can be super choosy about what kind of funding that we're taking on. But at the same time, it's important to have an abundance mindset to say, we have enough resources to invest back into what we're doing, right? We have the resources where we need to, and it will pay off to invest in our team. Um, And to me that, that it feels very uncomfortable, like I have, I have anxiety about it and I actually think I'm just getting to a point from all the work that I did in, in studying capitalism and through class and academia and through my, um, uh, even my accountability coaches work to really just try to understand like what is scarcity consciousness, what is abundance consciousness and like where do I fall in it and why is that unhealthy, where is scarcity consciousness important, right, like for me having savings is really important for my own mental health. Um, But where is abundance consciousness really important, right? To make you a more generous person, to have more capacity for empathy. And I don't think I've really had time to reflect on that until very recently when suddenly I have the mental health meds to get me to a place where I can actually do that reflection and my mind isn't running like several hundred miles an hour and my ADHD isn't all over the place and, you know, all of the different mental health shit that's happening in my brain. Um, But I wanted to... My one of my past executive coach, Amina, who absolutely saved my life, who I miss every single day, she always she kind of taught me this new vocabulary of recognizing our growing edges. Right. And I think that a growing edge for me is still around trying to get to a place of being able to spend on myself. So I can spend money now when I go to a restaurant and I want to pay. I genuinely really want to pay and treat my friends to food like I love doing that. And I can spend money when it comes to, you know, knowing that it's going to invest from a business perspective. I cannot spend money on myself and for my own well-being. I am financially secure and it feels so uncomfortable to me that I don't have health insurance. And I keep looking up health insurance providers and I cannot bring myself to pay for health insurance. And it's that's so dumb, right? And I know that in theory, every therapist will tell me that, okay, my homework this week is to go to health insurance. And yet I get there and I convince myself, no, I don't need it. I'll just like not get sick. It's COVID. Yeah, it's a global pandemic, but you know, I will just be really careful. I won't leave the house, right? And so I've been what 
four months without health insurance and I keep I think about it every day right I think about the fact that I need to get it I journal about it this is something I need to do I've talked about it here and it truly is this like personal barrier where I then am about to sign off or I see how many walls I have to jump through to get it in the first place that I just sort of like shut off and I freak out about it and like have a panic attack about it and this is honestly the same thing where like I reflect on the last few years and I've put myself in dangerous situations just in this desperation not to spend money on myself like and only my really close friends know this I've briefly talked about this on social but like summer of or all of 2019 early 2019 and 2018, honestly, I was coming to New York once or twice a week from Harvard to try to do meetings and opportunities um, for my work. And I would take the cheapest bus up that would take like eight hours from Boston to New York. I would get into New York at like 2 a.m. And I would not justify spending my money or my organization's money on any sort of travel accommodations. So I would basically end up sleeping at Port Authority bus station from like 2 a.m. to whatever my 9 or 10 a.m. meeting is. And it's this crazy thing where it's like I had money in the bank and it wasn't a lot, but I was secure. But in my mind, I have trained myself to think when it comes to my personal wellness and well-being, I do not spend money on myself unless it is incredibly dire. Of course, that's getting better to the point where I can now spend money on fitness, but I do recognize that there's a part in me that's justifying it because I tell myself I need to look good for my work because a lot of my income comes from being an influencer, comes from being a model, comes from looking good on stages, comes from feeling confident and on, you know, on screen. And at the same time, I'll spend money on clothes because it's like, oh, it'll look cute in content. When it comes to personal well-being things like paying for health insurance, I am giving myself the ultimatum of trying to figure that out in the next couple of weeks because I miss therapy so much and I have been paying out of pocket and I really need to figure that out because clearly I have a lot of stuff to work through. So I wanted to share this growing edge with you because I think that I have found something that's going to help me get there which is budgeting, which is the thing my mom has always pushed me to do from a very early age. And I always avoid it because I'm like, no, I don't need to budget. My budget mindset is just spend as little as fucking possible, right? Spend on your friends, take care of your family, take care of your friends. But like, if I don't need to spend on myself, then I won't, right? I don't buy skincare products because I get them from influencer gifts. So all of these little things where I'm like, okay, I need to learn how to treat myself better. If I'm going to be here on Tigris and on my little soapbox talking about self-care and learning all of that, I am. this is my vulnerable sharing with you of like a huge growing edge that I'm needing to work through. It's terrifying. I still have a lot of anxiety about it, but I've had fun in the last week even trying out budgeting. And since I got into it, I've hired on like two to three more support like people to help me like run social media and edit my tiktok videos and um you know invest in uh invest in things that are gonna help me explore my creative side like investing in sound equipment and things i just want to create right and so i'm making progress but it is a huge growing age and i hope you hold me accountable just for learning how to take care of myself and i hope that 
by hearing this, maybe you also take some time to treat yourself. Um, so thank you so much. I am so appreciative to anyone who has listened to this. Um, and it just really means a lot to me. And I'm sending you so much love. And go treat yourself. And let's all learn to have a bit more of abundance consciousness than scarcity mindset. I know it's hard. I think our global society of capitalism trains us to have this scarcity consciousness. And it's something that I'm really trying to dismantle in myself. And I hope that you join me. Love you. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.